sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Ricardi. And uh, we were off for a week because we just couldn't make it work. I was on vacation and going to school and blah, blah, blah. So um, I'm sure everybody missed us really hard. Well, especially since the week before that, our episode ended abruptly. That's true. Yeah. It's been a uh, 2015's not our year. And we lost uh, 50% of our listenership because uh, of Pat. And some, I don't, I don't even remember what it was that you said. It was real, very offensive to a lot of our listeners. So well, yeah, it was a bad year for the podcast. But that's just one person. It was I, one it's true. Time. Yeah. And, uh, and they were in Syria. So we're not too sad about that one. Well, it was the president of Syria, which is why we're not sad. You know, we're, we're all for the people of Syria in theory. Well, when we actually meet them, we don't care for them. But, but uh, you know, when they're over there halfway across the world, we're all for them. Anyway, this week we're doing... The Odd Couple versus The Odd Couple. I had not seen The Odd Couple, the original Odd Couple, since I was a kid. Uh, when it was... I couldn't have seen it when it was actually first run, but, you know, it was in syndication. And, Wait, uh, you could have... You would have been old enough by the the last season right what were you wait it ran so, from 70 to 75 i would have been five years old in 75 i mean uh, technically yeah. i could have but yeah all i remember watching on tv when i was five was speed racer so um but uh yeah i didn't care for it as a kid and i have to say i cared for it even less watching it this time mm, i didn't care for it as a kid and it was i could see why it was popular but it wouldn't have been my cup of tea well i yeah i would say that uh both both versions of this show are exactly as funny as something you would expect based on a neil simon work which is to say not at all really well i think the problem with it um with both versions but is that basically the premise is the joke. That's the yes. one joke of the yeah. series. They don't work. Well, I, but I, I do think that Tony Randall is a funny guy. And Tony, I think that's one of the reasons this, this show was so popular. Yeah, no. Well, so is Jack Klugman. And I was like, I guess in the movie version, it was uh, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon, right? Yes. But I think Jack Lemmon played the dirty dude in the movie. No, no. Can Walter that be Matthau. right? Okay, no, that... Yeah. Yeah. That's... Well, the, and the 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 movie was a little bit darker because the movie starts with Jack Lemmon. I don't know if he's actually attempting suicide or if he's thinking about attempting suicide, but it's much darker than the the TV show. Oh yeah. Well, the TV both TV shows could have used a little of that, I guess. We should wait. Say we watched uh, for the original run. We watched season two, episode fifteen. And I picked that episode solely because I don't remember his name, but a, a, a character actor who often appeared in the Bob Newhart show had a, a prom, prominent guest guest role in this episode. Yeah, uh, I know. I wish I could remember his name, too. But uh, if you watch Bob Newhart show, the, like the wimpy little red-haired guy. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh voice. Yes, the Winnie the Pooh voice. That's And did he actually do the Winnie the Pooh voice, do you know? I think he well, he did Piglet, I'm he, pretty sure. Oh, did he? he yeah, he kind of looks like Piglet. 
Yeah. He, he, uh, yeah, well, we'll get into him in a minute because he would be the least imposing person, I think, to be in a security position. Well, I think that was part of the point of the character that he was afraid of the world. It was the, the, the episode we watched was about, uh, I forget the characters of, of Felix and Oscar's house being robbed and them being so afraid of crime that they needed to move into a secure, a secure apartment where there was all kinds of like cameras and, and the, the person in charge of the security was this little wimpy guy from the Bob Newhart show and comedy ensues. And it's, it's very, a very, very seventies issue about crime, how crime, you know, crime, New York got, I guess they, Crime got much worse over the 60s and 70s, but it became a bigger topic in pop culture during the 70s than than before. Because I think you could find a lot of sitcoms in the 70s that were talking about the crime and what to do about it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was surely heavy-handed. But that's, it, it, it was really early for that, too, that kind of like sitcom message thing. Oh, I didn't think of it as a message. I just thought of it as a joke. But I guess, yeah. The, uh, it's this, still this, was, this was this was Gary Marshall. This was Norman Lear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This was Gary Marshall, and it felt like Gary Marshall. Um, early Gary Marshall. Yeah, I, you're right that Tony Randall's funny. I thought. I mean, they brought it up explicitly in the in the revamped version. But one thing I I really thought about this one the original was that Tony Randall's character I thought was obviously supposed to be a stand in for a gay man, but they couldn't actually have a gay character on the show. So he was divorced too. And, and with his I don't, wife. you know, I don't, I think that's just a factor of Tony Randall seeming gay, even though he wasn't, it's, it's possible. It's so hard to say in hindsight now. Yeah. But Tony Randall was in a show where he played an un, unspecified gay character. Yeah, like in the 80s, right? I think it was after this. I think it was like the show he did after this. Oh. But in that show, he was definitely... I don't, but I don't I don't know that... Because he was definitely... It wasn't like he wasn't in love with his wife. He was just very persnickety. No, I get that. I'm just saying, I to me, it read like maybe it was a, a commentary on, on that. And they were trying to sneak it in, but there was no way they could get that on TV in 1970. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter because the show's not very funny. Um, <laughs> you have Al from uh, Happy Days on there. Yeah, Al um, playing playing the, playing the cop, who I didn't remember was on the show, but once I saw him, I was like, oh yeah, this dude. Yeah, yeah. And there's this episode didn't have them, but I think there was like a a bunch of characters that were like the poker buddies of those guys that you would see often. Yeah, character type guys. Uh, John Fiedler is the name of the little wimpy dude. And then uh, he played Piglet. Yeah, I, shit. I, I haven't even gone over his filmography. I just, yep, he sure as hell did play Piglet. Um, almost in his entire filmography is Piglet. <laughs> oh, he played Old Man in the Emperor's New Groove. He played Porcupine in The Fox and the Hound. And he played Rudy in Kronk's New Groove. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess that's a... Uh... I have no idea what that is. Yeah, me either. Uh, and he was on an, like an episode of the Munsters and an episode of Star Trek. But yeah, I, it's weird that I recognize him so much, and yet he's done so little work, really. Well, I, I'm surprised that the filmography doesn't mention the Bob Newhart show because he was a big part of that. 
Unless I'm making that up. No, he was. That's actually how okay. I found his name. Yeah, that that is weird uh, that he's not. Well, it's Wikipedia. Um, anyway, the, the premise, in case you don't know, the real high concept premise is, uh, is this bachelor, Felix Unger, who's a huge slob. Um, Felix Unger is the, the clean guy. Oscar's the slob. Oh, God damn it. I, I, I know I'm going to keep doing that. doesn't matter. Oscar Madison's a huge slob played by Jack Klugman, and uh, his friend, God knows how they were friends, um, but... I, I, yeah, <laughs> they went to college together, let's say. Yeah, that's how... That's but just because a dirty guy, just because a dirty guy that likes opera, or a dirty guy that likes sports can be friends with a clean guy that likes opera. Right, and he's a sports writer in this, in the original, I believe. Yeah, uh, for, yeah. Oscar Madison, but, uh, but, and then his friend, uh, Felix Unger, is, uh, real obsessive neat freak who gets divorced from his wife and moves in with him. And then they're both divorced. Yeah. They're both divorced. And, and that's like I said, that's what, where the comedy stems from. Yeah. And, and that's another like 60s, 70s thing. The, the remarkable, you know, these people are getting divorced now and they have to live together. And this man has to stay to the man and this is playing the woman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I guess that it wasn't until the '70s that you had divorce as a as a real instigator in like sitcom uh, situations. Mary Tyler Moore, which we've discussed before, wasn't she divorced? Didn't she get divorced? And that's I why think, she. I I think they that was the original idea, but they couldn't do that because the the TV executives said we don't want people to think that she divorced Dick Van Dyke. Oh right, I think yeah we we discussed that on our episode. That's right. Um. Yeah, anyway, well, she was a, a single woman, which was different enough, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And this was different enough in that they were single, but be, but they were divorced. Yeah, yeah. And, and of uh, course, that's, I mean, that's what the, the movie, the play was originally, that's the story from the play and the movie and everything, so. Yeah, and, and I mean, I you couldn't, well, I was going to say you couldn't do a thing like this nowadays, but they are doing they it. Are. So yeah. yeah. Because it's just it's just so corny and old fashioned. Um you know, it's it's like Three's company. It's the same thing. It's like there's the premise and that's what every single joke just hits home is that okay, premise. Let's cast the present day three's company. Alright, present day three's well I know, who are you gonna get for John Ritter? That's really the only well, no, it's not because you got Mr. Roper and Don Knotts. That's those are tough. Yeah, yeah. Well, John, the John Ritter, you have to get somebody who. I mean, of course, in real life, they would just take some nobody. But we're we're dealing with what we know, so we'd have to have someone that's good at physical comedy because that's a lot of what the humor in Three's Company came from. And I don't put humor in quotes, but you know, it's not my favorite show. No, me either. Um, I know possibly Will Ferrell, but I don't know how adept he is at physical comedy. Uh, yeah. Because the only, like, the only real physical comedian I can think of is Kramer, and... Uh, he's too old. He's too old and too racist. <laughs> uh, I mean, and maybe Jim Carrey, but, I mean, that would be a slap in John Ritter's face. <laughs> or the memory of his face. Um, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's much tougher than MASH. Yeah, wait. I know. it's It's crazy how... Oh, here's what you do. You just forget about physical comedy. You put John Ralphio. The guy oh, who plays John yeah. Ralphio is the star. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. And then... <laughs> ben Schwartz would be great. 
I don't know where you go from there. And then, I mean, well, like Chrissy and Janet were kind of interchangeable anyway, right? No, I not think, interchangeable, but like I think Susie and Summers actually was funnier than than uh, Janet. Play Janet, yeah. I don't know her name. Yeah, nobody cares anymore. Uh, yeah, that I guess that's true. Um, and then after that, I think they're more interchangeable. I think Suzanne Summers, she was very beautiful, but she was also very funny, and she was the what she was given to do. I mean, they tried to make the same role using a different actress, and I don't think she was as successful as successful at it. No. Well, yeah, Chrissy was a dumb blonde. Right, uh, and then the, they replaced the prototypical her dumb blonde. with her cousin, who was a dumb blonde. Yeah. And then that really didn't work, so it's like I think like a couple seasons after that, they brought in the, the nurse. Right, who was not dumb. No. Um, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So then you had two, two women who were just there as foils for Jack, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think if you make... I mean, I don't know why we're talking about this, because I don't... Well, maybe we'll do a Three's Company episode someday. But anyway, I think if they made a Three's Company nowadays, the landlord insisting that he be gay. I don't know. I don't yeah, know that, that wouldn't play. I don't even know that made sense in the 80s. Well, it, it didn't. And you could make the landlord like a, a Mormon. That's how <laughs> that's how you make that work. But how do you replace Norman Fell or Don Knotts? Yeah, that's the question. You know uh, who would be good as, as uh, Mr. Roper's wife? What was her name? Audrey? Um no, Helen uh, would be the mother of Susan from Seinfeld, who was also on Twin Peaks. Okay, well, I don't know what she's like nowadays, but yeah, I... Makes yeah, sense. I think she'd be good. <laughs> yeah, th- this is no fun casting uh, Three's <laughs> Company. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah, I can't think of who's an older actor who's funny. I, nobody's coming to me right now. That would be a good Norman Fell. Yeah, I mean. Too bad Mathau's dead. <laughs> he would do TV. He wouldn't deign to. I know. Uh, I know. Well, too bad James. We lost James Garner too. Actually, he would have been good. I could have pictured him. I could picture him and everything. He's great. That's a good. Qu- who is a good older actor? I, I can't even think of an older actor right now. Well, I like. Yeah, I can't. I'm just thinking specifically an older sitcom actor. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Like. I'm thinking above 60, but I think once, I don't know. Let's just throw Morgan Freeman in there. <laughs> and Morgan Freeman and uh, Samuel Jackson were born on the same day. But not the same year. Same year. Same year? Samuel Jackson was born in the 1800s? Yep. Damn. Both vampires. He's, well, he's looking good. He must get more fresh blood. Morgan Freeman probably eats junkies. Um... Yeah, anyway, The Odd Couple. I don't know. I, I, there's really not much to say. I'll probably have more to say about the new one. But it's just extremely standard, run-of-the-mill 70s, early 70s sitcom. Yeah, and there's not much there. There's n- almost nothing there. Um, Which is actually more acceptable for a sitcom from the 70s. So I'm going to have... I'm, if I were going to rate the two, and we're going to be talking about the other ones in a little bit, I would rate this one higher, not just because it's the original, but because nobody else was doing anything different. Right. Exactly. This was what, I mean, no, there was, this was the beginning of the Norman Lear message programs, but in general, in the early seventies, there wasn't much else coming. No. I mean, I think you have outliers, like you said, all in the family and, uh, Mary Tyler Moore was probably, you know, soon after this, yeah. but 
and also this was pretty popular. I guess it wasn't. Not I don't know. It got nominated for like four Emmys. I think it was popular critically, but I don't think it was popular as far as uh, ratings. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm just, I, I, I figured it was because it was on for five years, but I just glanced at Wikipedia and it said it struggled in Nielsen ratings. It was, can, it was almost canceled at the end of every season. Well, I know. I, I think it was a lot easier for sitcoms to hold on then because they didn't have a bunch of stuff in the wings. Like, right, you threw yeah. something on and you were going to at least go a full season. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't groundbreaking anyway, like Mary Tyler Moore or, or funny like Mary Tyler Moore, which is, <laughs> which was more character based. It's funny because you think about, this is still co- like kind of coming out of the sixties mold of, of sitcoms, you know, the Beverly Hillbillies, the Munsters and the Adams family, Gomer Pyle, they're all kind of premise. Mm-hmm. And, and, one joke, you know, the Beverly Hillbillies is um, a bunch of dumb hicks in in the big city, and that's everything. That's that's what everything comes from on that show. Um, I hear Green Acres is actually good, but I don't remember. I heard I actually when when we saw the news radio thing, Dave Foley was talking about it. He said you should go back and watch it because it's really bizarre and surreal. I guess, but I don't necessarily think that means it was good. Yeah, uh, I from my memory, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I liked it as a kid, but I I liked a lot of crap as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm... Eddie Albert's cool, so maybe he's right. Who am I to say? Nobody. <laughs> I don't know about Zsa, Zsa though. Arnold. Was that the pig, right? No, in different strokes. Oh. Yeah, Arnold was a pig. Uh, that's all I remember about that show. But yeah, so so this is like, this is not breaking any new ground which you would see more uh in just a couple years in the 70s i guess this is definitely more along the lines of uh happy days or anything gary marshall did on tv i I, it's i think it's a little bit better than happy days because maybe early happy days but i think happy days became just all cliche oh it did yeah and i think this is less on that and i think jack klugman and and um Tony uh, tony randall were much Better, Much better actors than anybody than on most of Unhappy Days. Henry yeah. Winkler's funny, but uh, I wanted to mention that when this show first came on, the first season of the show was was single camera. Oh no shit! And there was, but they had a laugh track. Oh. And then God. the second season was filmed in front of a studio audience. Yeah, a smarter and, move. And I, I, but I think I think a lot of '60s shows when were single camera. When we think about it. With the laugh track, like the, all those shows you were talking about, the Munsters and Adams Family, they all n- none of them were were in front of a lo- in front live of audience. A, no, no. And then I think the '70s kind of brought that back. Right. Yeah. Well, you think about like Gomer Pyle, the Beverly Hillbillies, and stuff. They're outdoors in a lot of their right, scenes. Right. And yeah. So there's no way it was done in front of an audience. Um, I can't remember. Andy Griffith's show is actually pretty funny. We used to call it. Me and my friend used to call it Barney. Because of him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go home and watch barney <laughs> i can't remember if it has a left track though it does does it okay yeah, yeah it does it's a weird show it's it's there's just something about it that's slightly off to me but i i do consider it funny yeah you kind of you kind of wonder if if there's like some bodies hidden in basements <laughs> around mayberry because people are yeah it's it's just a little too uh too much of that southern politeness <laughs> a going bit around goes a long way 
Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think I think I have a, a, a similar problem with that show that I do a lot of 60s, 70s shows where there's there's like a girlfriend character that is constantly a girlfriend and never goes anywhere else. Oh, like Andy's Andy's beau on yeah. the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't you can't have them get married because then they would learn about sex. And where so, would Aunt B go? Yeah, where would Aunt B? Oh, Andy. That was my Opie, actually. Sorry. I can't do Aunt B. Spot on. Yeah, it's... I knew we'd end up talking about all kinds of other shit, because, as I said, there's almost literally nothing to talk about here. If you if you get the, the idea, then you, you know what the show is. They don't really do much with it. I mean, like, this one had a plot concerning the, the security building. Oh, but that yeah, that was the thing. So the the wimpy guy is the is some dude who's just become paranoid about crime in New York City and built this compound basically this uh high these high-rise apartments that are just over the top with their security like they get locked into their apartment from the inside they can't <laughs> get out um and all the all the furniture's bolted down so it can't be stolen the glass you can see out but nobody can see in and and they're on the 20th floor so the, who's going to look as uh let me say it. as oscar says yeah who's going to who's going to look in on us a peeping pigeon or something yeah that's pretty much the kind of oscar's jokes weren't usually good tony tony randall's jokes felix's jokes were much better because because he i will say he was he got into that character like he he owned the character. So yeah. he set him in, in the character's words, which, which was what made it funny, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had a couple long speeches that actually made me laugh in this episode. Oh yeah. About when he went to Oscar in the bed, that was such a vaudeville gag type thing. No, I mean, that well, we, the, the gag wasn't funny, but his, his, his speech. Reading, no, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 The speeches were good. And he was always quoting, T.S. Eliot and, yeah, uh, yeah. and ancient Greek philosophers and shit. Yeah. Um, and, and Oscar's just kind of a slob, as you would expect of a sports writer, I think, <laughs> to this day, probably. Um, but, but yeah, definitely still cliches. But you're right that I think they both did inhabit the characters pretty well, and uh, which is going to be a major problem when we start talking about yeah, when one. I see Jack Klugman playing Oscar character, I feel like he's a slob. Even though they don't really make him, like they just have a bunch of stuff on the ground. Right, but he, but he, he somehow feels... makes it feel like he is a slob. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the like he kind of has a gravelly voice, so you kind of feel like, well, he's drinking a lot of scotch. Right. Kinda, <laughs> just a... everything about him is not just like sloppy, but like just kind of like not couth. Right, and even yeah, just the way he carries himself, and yes, exactly. Yeah, rumpled tie, and he's you know he's he's at a strip joint, and he he fits right in. Yeah, no, the acting is not a problem on this show at all. No, no, I'm I'm just just setting things up for for, one of for my what we're going to talk about. Yeah, uh, I think we we're both going to have the same complaint, no doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. You got you have any parting? words on this one i i really can't I'm, I'm gonna have more to say about the second one but no i just want to talk about the fact that they're bringing coach back they're bringing coach back oh you didn't know yes coach the show with uh, craig t nelson 
Oh, I thought you meant the uh, the store where they sell handbags. No, I don't think that ever left. Oh, damn. And that is not only is it it's not like the Netflix apparently. I don't even think this is an April Fool's joke, but Netflix is bringing back Full House. That is an April Fool's joke. Is it? It's got to be. Nope, that's why that's what people are talking about. But this is on NBC. Coach coming back is on NBC. Well, they are bringing back the X Files, as we know, on Fox. On Fox, yeah. And um, that's something that would be interesting. Yeah, I'm and I'm hoping. I don't know. I've read a lot of stuff. They're like, how are they going to do this? Monster of the Week format is dead, and are they going to do like a whatever? I'm like, I would watch Monster of the Week. X-Files episodes. And I don't know what they're talking about saying it's dead. Flat, Flash kind of has Monster of the Week on their show. Yeah. Uh, Fringe had Monster of the Week for a while. They kind of went with an X-Files arc in later seasons as well. But uh, Well, yeah. I mean, you can have Monster of the Week and then have have the, the arc in there at the same time. Right. I mean, that's kind of what Sleepy Hollow did. Yeah. 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 Most of those genre shows do that. Uh, iZombie's kind of doing that. Yeah, which I've missed the second and third episode, so I have to catch up. Um, I heard the second episode was really good too. So, yeah, I've 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 liked all of them. Yeah, well, we do love Rob Thomas. Yep, except for his work his, with Santana. Um, yeah, no, I think I think that's good enough for this. I don't think I mean, there's no reason anybody should go watch this original series. Well, you can find it on YouTube for free, so it doesn't hurt you any. It, yeah, it, well, it might hurt you a little. <laughs> uh, I, I think yeah. If I'm going to pick out a 1970s uh, sitcom to watch, this is not going to be the first, or even maybe the 17th. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I, well, I, I have to imagine it's in the top 10. Well, let's see. All right, you got Mary Tyler Moore, Bob Newhart Bob show. Bob Newhart. Uh, all, all in the Family does not hold up, but I would I would have to put it in there. I would. I don't know if yeah. I'd put, I think it holds up, but I'm not sure. There, I mean. A, for sure, it's you're watching a historical piece with All in the Family. Yeah. It's not just funny. But yeah, I, I put that above this. All right, wait. What did I say so far? Mary Tyler Moore. All Bob the, Newhart. Bob Newhart. The family. Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son's above this. Barney Miller, definitely. Barney Miller's above this. Soap. Soap's above this. We're up to six. Wow. Yeah, we're running out, huh? Yeah, that's what I mean. Because once you get to Welcome Back, Cotter, you're going, all, you're, you're going yeah. back to the odd couple. Yep. Yeah, Welcome Back, Cotter is is like the mirror image of the odd couple, uh, <laughs> the fun funhouse mirror image. Uh, no, you're right. Uh, uh, I guess just for nostalgia's sake, since I liked it as a kid, I'd put the Brady Bunch above it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, good Times, I'd put above it. Same reason. Yeah. No, no, no. Good Times. Was, I was thinking, what's happening? I used to love that when I was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Good times, I don't know if I'd put... I guess it's better, but it's so depressing. It, it is. That's kind of what I liked about it. I guess I'd put Mash above it. Yeah, yeah I, I, it I mean, you have to just for histor- history's sake, if nothing else, um, for historical. All right, so we're up to nine. we hit ten, and then you think of yeah, you, uh, shows that were barely in the 70s, and you have to include them, like Taxi started in Oh, the yeah, 70s. of course, yeah. Three's Company started in the 70s. Yeah. Happy Days even started in the 70s, so... Yeah, Joni loves Chachi. That might yeah. have been 80s. Uh, Three's Company, Odd Couple. I think I'd take Odd Couple over Three's Company. Yeah, I would too. Um, so yeah, maybe not top 10. No, you're right. Wow, there, there were not that many good sitcoms in the 70s. WKRP in Cincinnati would oh, go above fuck it. fuck yeah. 
just about makes it in the 70s. Yeah, 79, right? 78. 78, yeah. Yeah, so I guess you're right. It probably would be up there. Be um, up there, especially if you're just talking about shows that were all in the 70s. Oh, you know what? I didn't realize. Mary, I thought Mary Tyler Moore came on after this, but it came on the same year. Oh, see, so Mary Tyler that, Moore was, was breaking new ground, as far as I'm concerned, with sitcoms. While yeah, this well, this was kind of... I, you can't assume that a show that is basically just taking off the popularity of a movie is going to break new ground. Right. No, no, that's true. True enough, but but the whole the whole form of it was very older sitcoms where Mary Tyler yeah. Moore was very fresh. Yeah. And and a million times better. Um no, you're right. I, I guess it would have to be up there in the in the top 20 12, top 15, yeah. yeah. I I I think you convinced me. I think we both agree with each other. I it wouldn't be top 10, but it would be top 20. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. Go ahead and watch an episode if you want. It would be interesting to watch the pilot of this to see how closely the new one. Oh, the I watched the pilot and it, it's they were still getting stuff together. The yeah. pilot, the pilot was pretty bad. Which I mean, is... there's there is which is understandable, but the there's the there's the whole laugh track on top of the single camera. But they also brought these these characters from the movie that didn't really fit in, and then they're played by the same actresses. In fact, one of them is was from uh, Harvey. Oh no shit the the niece, I think so. I think it was the niece. Anyway, they jettisoned them. I guess they they originally they originated the roles on Broadway, so they did, did it on Broadway and they're in the movie. But then they come to the TV show where it's an entirely different cast and it didn't really work as well. Yeah, it was just a weird, real weird. You should you should it is worth watching just to see, but it was a weird setup. All right, yeah, I, I might check it out. Um, but it wasn't like the story of how they got together. Oh, okay. Well, which is <laughs> that's another very '70s, well, through '80s, I guess, kind of thing. Like the setup of how they got together is all explained in the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is this is not even it's not lyrics to it's no, a it's dude guy's... talking over a narrator talking <laughs> what I, over. What, what I actually like about it, what, what makes one of that's the, the guy talking is one of the things I remember from when I was a kid is his voice is so so official. Yeah, it's like the dude from Dragnet or something. Yeah. yeah it's like God is telling you, this is what's going on in the show, and now you can start watching. Which is kind of nice in a way, too. Like, <laughs> let's get all the exposition out of the way in the in the credits. Because it really doesn't matter. Nope. <laughs> you get a, you're going to get it anyway once they start telling jokes. Um, all right. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and do the new Odd Couple. All right. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shanmiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. And we're back with the Odd Couple 2015. Because when you're going to redo a show, 
obviously, why not go for the early 70s single-premise type humor that nobody is interested in anymore? Well, in Matthew Perry's defense, he keeps trying. He's had all kinds of things going on, and maybe he just wanted to go with something tried and true. Right, but as you even said, it was uh, not necessarily a... uh, a commercial smash the original odd couple <laughs> yeah and they've actually remade it a number of times and none of the remakes have really hit it do you remember the remake with uh lionel not lionel uh big dummy lamont lamont no yeah it was a lamont and ron glass 80s i think maybe i watched one episode when i was a kid oh i love ron glass i love <laughs> yeah, speaking of was, barney miller yeah it was not a good show no i can imagine um well, you would think that in 2015, the landscape with um, so many great sitcoms and, well, I guess I shouldn't say so many, um, but, you know, really, really strong sitcoms going on, especially on HBO and cable, um, you would think maybe they would try to do something new with it, and it could possibly have worked, but nope. that's not what they were going for here. Nope. And what I was getting at earlier is that Matthew Perry does not make me think of a slob. No, and that, and that's ex- that was my exact point. Like the way, or what I was going to bring up, the way that he's a slob in this is that he has dirty stuff everywhere. That's it. He everything else is once again Matthew Perry playing Matthew Perry. Yes, and I think Matthew play, Perry playing Matthew Perry worked in Go On, which was a really funny show, and it's unfortunate that it didn't last because that was great. Oh, is that what it was called? Go on. Go on, yeah. Yeah, and but in this, he, playing Matthew Perry, he does. He's not Jack Coleman. No, he's he has just, none of that grit or gravitas or whatever it is that you know that you need to p- play. Because Jack Klugman, like you said, was more like a hard-drinking, hard-boiled dude. Yeah, yeah. You got to hear it in his voice, but Matthew Perry's just like, yeah. It's just that he says he's a slob, so we're supposed to believe it. But nothing going on in the show makes us believe it. No, not at all. On the other hand, Thomas Lennon is great. He's He definitely is more into character. But when I was watching it, I was just getting sad to see these really funny people like Tom Lennon and uh, Dave Foley and Bunk from The Wire, Wendell Pierce, <laughs> um, having to appear in this fucking piece of crap. <laughs> and Lindsay Sloan, who's and funny in other things i can't remember what i did not recognize her i don't i don't know who she is so oh wait was she the sister or was she the the blonde the sister yeah the sister yeah i did recognize her i like her i forget what what it is that i've seen in her her in and really liked but she's been funny and stuff she has um oh <laughs> i'm looking at her filmography she played bird bones in playing house oh awesome yes yes the uh <laughs> The, the high school, uh, the high, they're f- not really friend from high school. But yeah. <laughs> but the crazy, obsessive, cake-making woman. Yeah, she was really good in that. Um, wasted here. Yeah, I don't know who the blonde was, and I don't even know if they, I think she was just there to be a blonde. I don't, I think Lindsay Sloan was there for comedy. I don't remember the blonde doing anything funny. She didn't I might... do anything funny. Uh, to... Okay. But not to discredit her too much, because neither did anybody else, really. The 
the only line I found even mildly amusing in the whole episode was uh, when Tom Lennon brought out the uh, meatless chicken, and Wendell Pierce says, "A chicken without meat would just fall to the ground," <laughs> which was a which was a good joke, yeah, you know, a decent joke. Um, but well, everything else was just wrong. But I I wanted Wendell Pierce and and Dave Foley to be funny because they're so great and they were they did it it's not like they weren't funny no that's what i'm saying every the all the actors were fine with with maybe the exception of matthew perry you know yeah i agree with that and and the blonde who knows she didn't have any she wasn't given anything to work with really so um the yeah i had again i had no problem with the actors except for matthew perry um i thought they all were game and they they were really trying um, but, but, you know, even Dave Foley and Wendell Pierce were on screen for like a minute and a half before, <laughs> and that was, that was all they got. And Tom Lennon definitely watched Tony Randall to get into the role. Oh he's yeah. Doing the honking pretty much exactly the same. <laughs> the honking. Yeah. I mean, that, that was mildly amusing, but you know, yeah, he's, he's committed and, and I, I'm just thinking Matthew Perry, like I said, doesn't really act so much as do a version of himself, <laughs> which would be fine in other roles. It, yeah, no, it works. It works when it works. Yeah, and yeah, it doesn't work this time. But Danny yeah. Jacobson is was the co-creator, and I feel like I know that name for something good, but it's not this. No, it's not this. Um, and you know, pilots, it's you know, they always say it's hard to judge on a pilot, but in this case, it's not. Like I watched the second episode. The second episode was worse than the pilot. Yeah, no, it's just bad writing. Um, and, and I, I think when I watched the pilot, I was, I, I was much, I didn't dislike it as much as it sounds like you did. I kind of was like, well, I didn't think it was going to be very good and it wasn't very good, but it was better than I expected. So I was okay with it then, but then I watched the second episode. I was like, well, they're, they, if the second episode is worse than the pilot, they're really doing something wrong. Yeah. But, but, and, but again, what we're saying about Matthew Perry was true from the first second he appeared on screen. It's like, dude, you're not slovenly. Right. You, well, yeah, he's not inhabiting the character at all. No, I mean maybe he has some stubble, but it's not—it's not convincing me. Nope, no, he's not convincing at all as a as a slob, um, or as a or as a sportscaster, really. No, <laughs> which is a much easier thing to to pull off. I feel like, yeah, it's yeah, and everybody is. Yvette and Nicole Brown plays his assistant, who in the original is played by Penny Marshall. Um, wasted. Yeah, no, she left Community for this. I was like, okay. I also on screen like, for like one minute. Yeah, I, I, I'm imagining leaving Community is just like, you know, this is going to end at some point. I have to kill some. I have to get the firm land. Yeah, I don't want to go back to uh, Office Max watched, commercials or whatever she was doing. What did she do? Office Max? Commercials? I don't know. She, I saw her in a lot of commercials before she was on Community. It would be funny if she did because she was in the episode of The Office where she was working for Office. That's Max probably why I thought of it. Um. Have you watched the community on Yahoo? I, really I have haven't. not. No, me neither. I, I don't know how to do it, so I haven't tried. Yeah, I can't imagine it's it's like too technically difficult. But I, no, for some no. reason, I haven't. I also haven't been super interested. I just think, I don't know. I think uh, losing Troy was a massive blow. More, yeah. You know that that kind of just changed the entire dynamic of the show. And like losing her is like okay, that's no big deal. You can live with it. Losing Chevy Chase. Um, 
I actually thought I, I, I his character I was, like... was good and, and a good part of the group, a good contrast to everybody else in the group, but I do understand what a raging asshole he is. And not only that, but they they ran out of... I think because he was complaining, they ran out of ways to use him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I thought there was a couple people coming on this season. Oh, yeah, uh, the guy from They Live. Is, oh, is right, the, you told me, yeah. And there's somebody else with him that made it seem like maybe it's going to be Well, they, they have really good, like, recurring cast members, too. Like, mm-hmm. not not just the main cast, but, like, uh, Mike from Breaking Bad and um, and the uh, the one teacher, the acting teacher. Oh, yeah. He, I, I love that dude and everything he's in. He's so fucking weird. And and they had Omar from The Wire on a couple. Um, and... And the the main characters are all fine, I, you know. As long as they've got the dean on there, I know I'm going to laugh. Right, right. But it's not. I think since it is more difficult to watch, it's not like it's on TV. It's 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 not that it's not worth looking for. But since they made it harder harder to watch, it's you're not going to work as hard to watch. Yeah, you're not going to put in the effort necessarily. I think if it was still on NBC, I would have seen all the episodes, even though Troy's not there. Same here. Yeah. But since it's on. You know, now that I'm talking about it, I'll probably watch it after we we, we talk, just just so I see what it's like. But I, I will eventually, I'm sure. Um, it's got to be better than this new Odd Couple, I'll say. That oh, much. it's certainly. And the uh, this new Odd Couple, um, as we talk about pretty much every episode we talk about sitcoms, has a studio audience, which is never the sign of a great sitcom anymore. No, I I can't think of any currently running shows that I especially enjoy to have the I yeah no. although you know it's it is funny that it's it's there can be some funny shows of the sitcom it's just i mean with the studio audience just right now the kind of shows i like aren't in style with the sitcom with the studio audience right no same here well yeah in the past i, I mean i think honestly the last one i could stomach with a studio audience was news radio Oh, was that over after Seinfeld? I think it was. It ended after Seinfeld, but one of those two, whichever one right. ended later. Yeah. Um, and that was that was years ago. And I don't think either of those shows are especially helped by the studio audience. They just happen to have one. Right. Right. Uh, well, Seinfeld would have been really weird without a studio audience. I think. You think so? Yeah. News radio. I don't know. I actually like the studio audience in news radio. Um. Because it it emphasizes the jokes more than like being like this is where you need to laugh because the jokes jokes were actually funny on that show right yeah so yeah I, I didn't mind that um, on here I don't I don't know what kind of cattle prods they had to use on the audience to get them to laugh <laughs> I've never gone to a show but I, I from what I understand they do have the the comedian comes out and really pumps them up and then they have all the signs so everybody's really excited right. They got to add some sweetening to it. I mean, oh yeah, I, I don't even know how they mix. They've got to have a separate microphones for the audience because if you got to do five takes of one scene, obviously the audience isn't howling on the fifth take, you know. So they're maybe using the laughter from take one and putting it on. Wow, there. it sounds like you're really using your education. Well, it, <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. It just makes sense. Like you know, if you've got to keep redoing the same joke over and over, either the audience is fake laughing or. Yeah, I don't know. But it was all fake laughing on this one, I think. No, the characters were... This show wasn't even as good as a mediocre sitcom from 1970. No. As the, you know, that one was a better show than this. 
and the theme music wasn't as good either. No, I don't even remember it. I mean, they I had, don't either. <laughs> they had Felix playing the theme music on a cello in the pilot episode, which was, you know, whatever. A nod, I guess, but but the whole thing's a nod because it's basically the entire original series just ripped off, like not even not even really updated in any any major way. So Wikipedia claims that Matthew Perry was a fan of the odd couple and he's been trying to make this 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 TV show for a few years and all the other shows he's done like got in front of it. And then finally, since the other show got canceled, he did this. But it says specifically that he was a, a, a fan of The Odd Couple, most precisely the 1968 film version. I, this just seemed like the, the 70s TV show with new new characters. With teeth, like, yeah. So maybe he lost control of the scripts. Yeah, I don't... I, I would doubt it. I think... Because he co-wrote the first, the pilot, right? Yeah. He had a big part of the show. I, I, it's a shame because I like him. I, I think he can be funny, but someone need, like, this is one of those times where someone needed to tell him no. Yes, they did. I, and it's the same thing that happened with that, that show about men dressing up as women that aired a couple seasons ago for like two episodes <laughs> um, to get into some, I don't know what it was, you know to get into some office thing, you know, that had quotas or whatever. I don't know the premise. It was ridiculous, but that was written by some friends writers. And that's the reason they got it, you know? Oh, just because they came from friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think they'd been, you know, offered a deal probably when friends was still going and that's what they came up with. (laughs) They watched bosom buddies and they said, here we go. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It's the same thing here. Like just because he's who he is, doesn't mean he gets carte blanche to, to do this kind of crap. And I think, I mean, what is neat about him is he's making these shows. He's surrounding himself by people who are funnier than that. You have to respect him for that. And I'm talking about all the shows he's done since friends. Well, aside from the 30, what was yeah. it called? Aside Studio from that, 60. All, all of his sitcoms, they have, he's, he's had great people on the shows. I don't know if you, Mr. Sunshine had, um, I can't remember her name now, but the, the main, uh, woman from, from Ted. Oh, wait. Not Portia de Rossi. No. Ted. I, wait, what is Ted? Yeah, that's the one with... Oh, maybe it's not... Ed, is it called... Ed. Better Off Ted. Better, better Yeah, off. Better Off Ted, yeah. Wasn't it has, Portia de Rossi in that? She was in that, yes, but I'm talking about the other... Uh, other. I don't remember either, but yeah, but whatever. She's really funny, and she was in Mr. Uh, Mr. Sunshine. And then uh, Go On had, had that bearded guy who's hilarious, who's... Oh... This is great podcasting. <laughs> I thought you'd know who I was talking about because he has—he's been on a couple of uh, comedy bang bangs. I've seen it. He's, he's always screaming oh, and cursing. Oh, uh, yeah, Brett Gelman. Brett Gelman. Yeah, yeah. No, he—he—you're right. He does surround himself with actually funny people. Yeah, and uh, and this even this show is there's a lot of funny people. It's just that it did nothing gelled. One of these times he's going to get it right. I, I know exactly how to make this show work. Don't have Matthew Perry write it. Have Tom Lennon write it. Well, that's not going to help because Matthew Perry's still going to do a bad job of playing Oscar. It, it's true. It's not going to help him, but it might help the show overall to be funny. I, I don't even think that'll help. I think he's so bad he brings the whole thing down. I think you might be right. It's just not the thing for him No, I, I to be doing. I the other, other shows he had were actually well-written. I wonder who created that one. 
Oh, something I never heard of. Which one? Go on. Yeah, Scott Silvery. Yeah, I don't know who that is. He's someone from Friends. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, I feel kind of bad because I don't think he's like, he doesn't seem like an unlikable guy or anything, but it, it is, Matthew Perry is what brings this show down, well, well among, writing, among other things, among the right after the writing, yeah. It's And it's not that he's not talented, it's just that for whatever reason he's unable to, in, in my opinion, maybe other people disagree, but playing a, a slovenly character, just the, the Oscar Madison character, he doesn't inhabit it as well as Thomas Len- Lennon inhabits Felix Sundergaard, he's just... Yeah, it's yeah, it's too. I think he's a funny guy. I think he's funny in other things. It's not funny in this one. Yeah, I. Well, you just you're never gonna buy him as this character. No, he's just not the person for it. And like maybe he could have been an executive producer and gotten somebody who could have like. Obviously, Zach Galifianakis is not gonna do this TV show, but you know he he would be a better fit even. Yeah. But although he's not necessarily gruff, he's kind of. More no, I don't lo- think he's lovable back. teddy bear. Yeah, he's kind of like uh, always a little kid. I don't think he works as the. No, you're right. I'm I'm just trying to think of somebody who would work, and I can't right at the minute. At the uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, he might be able to pull it off. <laughs> I think he could pretty much do anything. But anyway, we can't use Mark Ruffalo because he's busy making my uh, remake of Columbo. That can't be true. No, it's not true. But no, if it but were, he would he's be perfect. perfect actor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's no replacing Peter Falk. And apparently there's no replacing uh, uh, Jack, Klugman. Jack Klugman either. But I think Desmond Wilson did a better job than Matthew Perry. Man, I, yeah, I, I would think, going back to our earlier conversation, Cindy Brady would have done a better job than Matthew Perry in this. You know what? Know your strengths. I think that's the thing. And know your weaknesses. It's important, I think, as an actor. And don't... It's good to try, you know, to try to stretch, but you this is just wrong. Like you should be able to watch the dailies or whatever they do for sitcoms of this and be like, Oh, that doesn't work. Is this the first network sitcom that Tom, Tom Lennon's been a like star of? I believe so. I, you know, I think he's done little bit roles here and there on sitcoms. I don't think he's ever been major on anything. Well, I don't know why he bothers. You know, he's made a billion dollars. You know who would be a good, uh, Felix. Wait, no Oscar. Who? Uh, Jason Manzukis. <laughs> he's he's built a career of being a very much more disgusting Oscar. Yeah, yeah, he he could work. It's oh, yeah. I don't know. I think I think the thing that Jason Manzukis has lacked in all the characters he's played so far is Oscar kind of has a like. I don't know if you believe that Jason Manzukis would take someone in. Yeah, Oscar does have a heart. He's like that, yeah. the gruff exterior, but, you know. Oh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe this would be, Manzik was doing something similar. Yeah. Just a little bit different. Just not quite so much of an asshole, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that, I mean, he plays that, the character in the league, which is just total crazy person, and the the perfume guy from Arrest, uh, Arrest of, oh, no, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, yeah. Just an asshole. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he could work. Yeah, I think he, w- he would work. Um, all right. And that would be the only bit of recasting we would need to do on this one. I mean, like I said, I don't know about the the blonde. Does she make an appearance in the second episode as well? Yeah, I think they're, yeah. But like I said, her problem is just that she's not written to be anything other than a blonde, right? Right, yeah. They didn't give her much to do. Yeah. So She's not oh, fleshed Oh, here's out. something I didn't know. Lauren Graham plays his ex-wife. 
Oh, see, Lauren Graham also good. Yeah, I guess I, I guess there's more episodes. I've only watched the first two, and I didn't really plan on going back and watching more. So I guess there's more episodes with her in it. Oscar's ex-wife, not Felix's. Yeah, Felix's ex-wife is played by Christine Woods, who I don't recognize the name. So maybe it's not someone that's been in a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess this would be a, more a place to start out, you would think, this show than than for established people. Although that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, I I really feel bad for Wendell Pierce because you know he was in The Wire and Treme, really great stuff, and then you know he did that Michael J. Fox show and now yes. he's on this. Um, but was he was he in the the, the movie with uh, the the what was it? The where the three guys want to kill their bosses, horrible bosses. Horrible boss. I don't remember. I saw yeah, that okay. and I don't remember. So maybe it wasn't him. I thought there was a detective in that where the joke was, "You look like the guy from The Wire." Could have maybe been him. it was somebody else. It could have been. Well, there was. Did you see what was that movie with Ed Helms? Um, uh, something Falls, Twin Falls, or something. Oh, was he in that? He wasn't Horrible Bosses. Uh, no, it, no, it was a different guy in that. But he, it was a different guy from The Wire who was in that. But oh, and I remember, and he talked about watching. He the kept Wire. talking about how much he loved The Wire and how Omar <laughs> was his favorite character. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. If they could even throw a joke that self-aware into this Odd Couple, it would pick it up about a million percent. I thought there was a joke in the original Odd Couple that was bordering on the self-aware, and it especially for its time where at the very end of the episode, Oscar is, or Felix is back in Oscar's messy room and Felix looks around and is like, didn't take you long to get this back to the way it was, which is kind of hilarious when you think that they just moved back into the house and it's already the it's same already, exact mess yeah, as it was in the beginning of the episode. So I don't, I don't know if it's purposely was a meta joke, but it kind of was a meta joke. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. Uh, there are no, this show's not written smartly enough to have any meta jokes <laughs> like for them to even think of meta jokes i would i would imagine oh i mean it's before those kind of jokes really were popular on TV. no this new one. Oh, the new, yeah, the new yeah. One. i don't i don't know what it's too bad they didn't just decide let's go different ways with it yeah it's it's just a retread and a weird one i mean it's obviously matthew perry's pet project but yeah maybe he should have it would be nice if he had better taste i guess <laughs> No, I, I can see liking The Odd Couple, but if you're going to remake it, do a better job. Do something with it, yeah. Um, I, How about I, having women? Wouldn't that be better? Have it with women, yeah, exactly. That, well, I wonder if that's ever been done. Man, there's been a couple cartoon versions of it. Of The Odd Couple? Yes. That's just a thing kids want to watch. One with actual, just like an odd couple. Let me see, maybe I'm wrong. The Oddball Couple. Wow. Uh, that had to last like one season. A dog and a cat. Oh. 75 to 75. <laughs> For some reason, I thought there was an odd ball, an odd couple with like Felix where it was played by Tony Randall and Jack Klugman. Maybe that, that can't be right. I must be crazy. No. Yeah. That, wow. Oh, that would have tanked so hard. The other thing I would, that was, is interesting about the original odd couple is that it was 
maybe this was stunt casting. Like it was one of the first shows to do stunt casting, but they had all kinds of famous person guest stars. If you, like I was looking through the list of what episode we should watch. And there was like every other episode was like, like a sports star or like one episode of David Steinberg. It's a lot of Robert Mitchum. <laughs> was he in one? No, I have no idea. <laughs> Wolfman Jack was on one. Richard Dawson, like, a lot of Hugh Hefner, a lot of just, so it's kind of funny. Well, that was a thing that Gary Marshall, I guess he didn't do it that much in Happy Days. You know, he had like, what's her name? Susie Quattro playing Leather Tuscadero, but she was never like a huge rock star or anything. <laughs> uh, although he did have, you know, Mr. Miyagi on it. So that was some stunt casting. Yep. Ralph Macchio also uh, played Richie for two seasons. Yeah. Nobody even noticed. Just put a wig on him. I mean, he still looks... He was a good choice because I think he still looks like he's 13. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, like, I don't know why these, I thought for a while that maybe these multi-camera, god damn, these are single camera, right? Single camera has a studio audience, yeah. Yeah, the, I, I thought for a while these single camera sitcoms were on the way out, but maybe, the, you know, it's just like the the successful shows are, are what, Big Bang Theory and, you know, two and a half men and shit and they were like well that people still want that really old hacky uh sitcom style and and they're getting the ratings so let's try this i can't imagine this is getting good ratings but i don't know yeah i don't i don't think it is because none of nbc's stuff they've tried with this has worked out like whitney and uh whatever that one was with meadow from the sopranos and oh i didn't know there was one with meadow from sopranos yeah and and blackish was on it too Blackish was on it. Yeah, that dude. Oh, <laughs> I can't remember his name right now, but yeah, he was. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That was a terrible show that yeah. I watched one episode of, and I wanted my money back, and I didn't pay anything. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it was a shame. It it did make me appreciate the original Odd Couple more <laughs> seeing this one. But overall, I I would say uh, this is this is all both things are from a much earlier era that i can't imagine people relating to nowadays uh younger people especially um, yeah i think the new show when they tried to be modern and they were trying too hard it just yeah you know, was i i feel bad to not like it because i made you watch it but oh well, well there were, i mean there were barely any any concessions to modernity anyway in this one i mean he has he's got now he's a sports caster and he's got the you know the multiple tv screens and the ticker tape that whatever you call that thing in um, his house for some his, reason in his house yeah going up on the wall but otherwise it could just as easily have been set in the 70s yeah <laughs> well the, thomas lennon was still a photographer oh was he i, I didn't even catch that um, and, and as far as we know he's still using film yeah i would imagine um yeah. Uh, thumbs down. And it was also has that, that's that not even seventies fifties idea with, with Dave Foley's character hates his wife. Right. Oh, that and was that, terrible. He had to give it, a terrible, uh, you know, take my wife, please type joke when he was leaving. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess it's the second episode where it's even worse. And that, that kind of joke just goes just so far. Yeah. And, and it's not that far anymore yeah. it can't take like I mean, you know, a step there is, there is some stuff happening in the show that i was 
I was waiting for something else to happen and it was going to be funnier. It would still be hacky, but at least it would have been funny. Like when he was making dinner and uh, Oscar's complaining and the whole time, like they're going to get the dinner and they're going to love it. And uh, Matthew Perry is going to be made fun of, and that's going to be funny. And that would have been so much funnier. So much better than, than them just being uh, the dumb guys drinking beer that you see a billion times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, you know, we never know when we try these things. Like I, in a weird way, I think things, the movie things was better than this odd couple because <laughs> at least that you felt like you were hallucinating or something. This well, was sleep just away camp was definitely better than this odd couple. Yes, it was, <laughs> but I like that sleep away camp. So, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, fuck this show. Uh, you ready for recommendations? Asians, Asians, Asians. Yes. Uh, you can go first cause I actually don't know what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going to recommend because it's, the final season is premiering tonight, Mad Men, which I don't think I've ever recommended, but I'm sure everybody who would want to see it has already seen it. But still. Uh, I've seen up to the second season. Yeah, that's shocking. I, I'm actually <laughs> proud of you for making it to the second season. Well, I watched two seasons of it. Yeah. I to go back and watch the third season. What's this, the sixth season? <laughs> I don't know if this is sixth or seventh. I can't even remember. Oh, I didn't know it was that high. I actually thought it was the fifth season. Yeah, you could be right. Who cares? I bet Don Draper does. Don Draper is going to be fine. I remember John, what what year are they up to in the season they're in? I think well, I think last year was sixty nine. Wow, last, the last season, I think. John Hammond said in some interview, he's like, "I'm going to stop the show once I have to wear a fat tie," and I guess he lied. Oh yeah, no, they they got into the 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 last season, especially like Pete and stuff. They were looking pretty ugly as far as fashions and you know uh-huh. hairstyles. Don's still going kind of classic, but okay, maybe that's maybe that was part of his contract. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> I would hope. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to see Don with hippie hair. Well, because even in that first season, he was already like smoking weed with beatniks and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he still looked like yeah. See, but he was staying in the Mister Proper <laughs> man in the gray flannel suit. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this season. And uh, have you? Oh, you haven't. You're gonna wait for. Breaking Bad to start Better Call Saul, right? That's what you told me. So that's yeah, I, mean. I think you should. Although you could probably get by this first season. I it, I think there's only one more episode, so I'll let you know. But without finishing Breaking Bad. But I thought the first episode. The first scene ha- just has a flash forward. But okay. yeah. It doesn't tell you anything. It tells you a little, but not anything like super important, I guess. Anyway. Uh, Mad Men, that's my recommendation, Asian Asian. Uh, I should recommend iZombie, since I recommended it last week and you took it away from me. Oh, did I not say what the recommendations were on, the, on my intro? You did, but you said something I never read. It was something we talked about after the show. Oh, shit. All right, uh, yeah, you should. But, well, we'll give that, you iZombie for last week. Sorry I fucked up your yeah, recommendation. Well, then, it's good, because... You're right, because I recommended it last week, and you're like, well, I don't like to recommend something so, so soon. But now I've seen three episodes, and it's for sure it's a good show. It's worth watching, so I'll recommend iZombie. And uh, I don't know. Anything recent I've... Um, oh, I know. I forget. I can't remember if I recommended this, so I don't know when it... Uh, I'll recommend Roche Limit, because I don't remember if I recommended it. Okay, shit. Yeah. Then I'll recommend just... Since I've recommended iZombie, we'll continue the, the CW night and just say this, the season of The Flash is half 
or maybe more than half. It's almost over, and I th- I think it's been a lot of fun. It's worth watching. So if you're on the fence and you weren't sure if you wanted to watch it, I'll say you should, and it's a lot of fun. So The Flash, which comes on directly before iZombie. Okay, so that's one night of television for you. Did you did you watch any more of that? I didn't. I never I never watched The Flash again. Um, it's it's been kind of rough with with my school semester this semester just because three classes and weekend classes and like then so all my nights have kind of been you know homework and related right and yeah. stuff so i i feel like i haven't watched we have been watching a lot of a uh, homicide on dvd but uh well i'm gonna do a second re- recommendation then too uh which is because i just I thought got of this. one because of screw-ups <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> i want to do uh a book it's actually an older book and i'd I always kind of been scared to read it because I thought it was going to be really dry, but uh, it's not. It's actually a really kind of fun read, if you can say such a thing about this kind of book. Uh, From Beirut to Jerusalem, and it's it's uh, this dude. What's his name? David Friedman. I can't remember right now. Anyway, he was a he was a correspondent in the Middle East um, in the early to mid '80s or late '80s, I guess. And and so the book I think he wrote in 1990. But uh, it's it's just I know so little about that region and like the history and and all the uh, interfaith fighting and shit that it's it's really cool to kind of find out what was going on and very interesting like it just to to know the reasons for like a lot of these conflicts and and whatever anyway yeah it's a it's a good book that's good yeah all right um. Well, I guess that does it. Hopefully next week we'll have something we can both uh, endorse. <laughs> well, we talked, one of the things we're talking about doing is comic books. So Yes, we're definitely doing that with uh, an, one, of our, one of our favorite guests at some point. No, no, I mean the, the Daredevil. We're going to do a Daredevil oh, right. episode sometime soon. So Yes, we'll do Daredevil. We're going to... I think we're going to do a reality TV one at some point. Right, right. And, and uh, uh, listener calls at some point. Yep. Yeah, we'll see when that I happens. know a lot of you have called in, and we appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com just to say hi, to come on the show, to recommend something you insist that we talk about, and we will. And if you don't want to talk about it with us, that's even the same. Or you should write to us and you can write us rate us highly on itunes uh like us on facebook like the individual episodes on facebook write to us on facebook and finally tell your friends to listen we appreciate it oh and also uh since we're recording this on easter sunday which is uh the day jesus rose from the grave which is something that totally happened uh if you've got any leftover uh chocolate hollow bunnies you can send on me and i say cadbury eggs for pat yes i will take them yeah so i guess that'll do it uh thanks for listening i guess i don't know you know do whatever the hell you want to do we're, we're gonna keep doing this regardless that's true but you should still listen and tell your friends yeah you know live your life do is do what you feel you know and feel what you do yeah You be you. Until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.